0: This is Sound & Vision from KEXP in Seattle. Ann Wilson is a Bellevue, Washington-raised Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee who's best known for being in the band Heart, along with her sister Nancy. Ann sang lead vocals. Anne Wilson will be performing October 13th, 16th, and 17th at Seattle's Neptune Theater. She joins me now to talk about her long career in music. So let's first go back to the early days of Heart. I recently read your book titled Kicking and Dreaming, a Story of Heart, Soul, and Rock and Roll. And in it, you talked about the early days of payola, where DJs would get paid off to play your music, and the bad situation you got in with your first label, Mushroom Records. What were some of the lessons you learned about the music industry and the corruption it could have back then?
1: Well, in the real early days, I think that the corruption hit me right between the eyes as being super sleazy, but the way it was, I mean, that, that was reality. It wasn't like all of a sudden the genius that was me was being rewarded. (laughs) Hmm. It was like, this was a machinery that you got into and, and the machinery, as corrupt as it was, helped you get heard by, by people. And I just got to say that the corruption is by no means gone now. I mean, the music mm. industry is just just as corrupt, just um, as strange. And um, there are so many people in between the artist and the and the listeners that that's really what doesn't change. And the people in the middle are the ones who really pull the strings.
0: You know, you were one of the very few women in rock at the time, you know, that heart was kind of rising in success. And you talk a lot in the book about, you know, the sexism that you faced in the industry, you know, things like when it was just you and a band full of guys, they always expected you to do all the domestic duties around the house when you were all living together, or some of the comments you would get, you know, at shows or on write-ups about the band. And I understand that your song Barracuda was inspired by some of the sexism you faced in the industry and I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more of the backstory behind heart song barracuda
1: yeah uh, that was definitely inspired by by an incident that happened that was really sexist and um sleazy and uh it's just like after a show one night we were opening up for the kinks in Detroit and um this guy backstage came up to me in our dressing room and just kind of came on to me and was saying like, Hey, you know, like, how are you and your lover doing? And at that time I was in a relationship with Michael Fisher and I said, well, we're doing fine. There's Michael right over there. And he went, no, 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 no. Your sister, you know, your lover, your sister. And, struck me that what he was getting at was just this sleazy idea of the only way he could really get off on a woman is if there were two women. Mm. (laughs) You you follow me? Yeah. And that's, that's what he had in mind when he asked that. And that was his own sort of titillation about the Wilson sisters at that moment. And it just pissed me off because we were trying so hard to do this pure hearted thing and uh to rise above all that you know idealistic yeah naive yeah but so in my naivete i got all angry and i went back to the hotel and wrote those words and um, that's where barracuda came from
0: You've talked in the past about how heart was, you know, sexualized in the music industry, especially, you know, when you made music videos or there were photo shoots, it was like, more cleavage, more cleavage. And right, and, you, yeah. and, and you say that sexualization isn't what heart was about. Um, do you feel like you were able to push back against that industry sexualization? And if so, how?
1: The only way to push back against that kind of stuff, I found, was to just by being good, by... Just going out there and just doing the best I could do and just singing and singing and, uh, writing and writing and by letting it just run off my back like a water off a duck. And pretty soon all that kind of stuff sort of goes by the wayside because I guess people can't not see what, uh, the more important part of you, which is the work
0: when I was reading your book again, it's called Kicking and Dreaming," you know you talked about how you had to really combat the industry. it was pushing you away from from heart's values and the core of what heart was all about. I'm curious how would you define like what heart's mission was and how you would describe what heart was about
1: Well, I can't say that heart as an entity had a mission quote unquote, but I could say that. The songs that, that we wrote and did were pure of intent and they weren't about evil. They were about higher concepts than that. Uh, and they weren't about sexualization. They were about human thoughts and feelings and ideas. They were poetic, like Mistral Wind or Dog and Butterfly or any of those old songs. They were all, they all come from a base of prose And, uh, so I guess the answer to that question is the only time that heart ever fell victim to a sexualization thing and cleavage was when Nancy and I decided to do it in the eighties for an effect. And then we kind of regretted after a couple of years of doing that, we kind of regretted that and went, Oh my God, let's come down off of that. Okay. We made a bunch of money. We had some number one albums. It's just not all that satisfying, you know? So I guess that was a sacrifice we made, was the, the Faustian sexual bargain.
0: Yeah. And I also understand there was a point in your career. I mean, so much of your career, it was you, your sister Nancy, and then also your dear friend Sue Ennis that wrote a lot of the Heart songs. And then, you know, for, for a little bit, the industry suggested, like, why don't you work with some outside songwriters? And I'm curious how that transition felt for Heart, you know, working with some outside songwriters and some of your hits.
1: Well, for me, it felt like, uh, being asked to latch onto ideas that, that were already on the radio. It was taking a step away from, from originality in order to get hits. And, you know, I couldn't shake that feeling the whole time. The songs we had, like Alone and These Dreams, uh, that are beautiful songs that really pleased the public and gave us huge commercial success were songs that I never could have written myself because I'm not aware of how to write for the radio. I I never was. Hmm. So to answer your question, it it just felt like uh, the message was, well, you know, your stuff isn't that cool. So let's work with some pros who know how to write cool stuff. So, you know, it was a nice experiment and, We were successful in commercial terms but unsuccessful in soul terms.
0: I understand that a biopic directed by Carrie Brownstein of Slater-Kinney and Portlandia fame is in the works. What's the latest on that project? Do you know?
1: Well, yeah, she she has written the script. I've seen it. It's great. She's going to direct. And uh, I think they're almost to the point of beginning casting. And I don't know who they're going to cast in these roles yet. So I wish I did, but I don't. That's not information that they're willing to give out at this time even to me um and to be fair they have asked me not to really talk about it that much because of the you know they don't want to, all the beans to be spilled before it comes out but it's definitely in the works and it, it's going to be great uh Carrie is another person who's been there you know inside the rock scene and really gets it from the inside out this is not going to be a movie made by by movie guys who just are projecting about what rock is like. This is written by and directed by someone who's in a band, who's a woman in a band and who's a incredible, brilliant person as a writer. And who's currently touring too. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's all over it.
0: So you've been working on some solo material lately. Um, what has been inspiring your songwriting lately?
1: Well, I think during the, Whole year of 2020 in quarantine without so much traveling around and so much constant input, there was a good time, a good chance to really listen to what was going on inside myself. And I've got some really cool songs out of it. It's the first time I think I've ever written totally all by myself ever. I mean, I wrote a few songs for Heart, like Sweet Darling and Kick It Out, and a few of those. But these songs, Black Wing, As the World Turns, Fighting for Life, A Moment in Heaven, all those songs that are new are just all me, you know? Black Wing It was a really ex- inspiring time. I had help on the music, mostly from Dan Walker, a local Seattle musician, keyboard uh, guy who's brilliant. And uh, he helped me with the music. But like everything else is like pretty much all my concepts and lyrics and everything.
0: So what can people expect um, from your upcoming Seattle shows? Like, Will it be a mix of heart songs, covers, as well as new solo material?
1: Exactly. Yeah. It'll be a mix. Um, I'm not leaning super heavy on heart songs, Mm -hmm. but I know that people, when they come to hear me sing, they want to, there's certain (laughs) things they just want to hear. So, so, you know, I want to give that to them. But to be clear, this really isn't like a heart tribute set. It's a way to show my new band specifically because they're so amazing and for me to stretch out and play some of my new songs I've got a new album in the can now and we'll be playing a few songs off of that.
0: Do you know when that album will be released?
1: Well we're looking at the first quarter of 22
0: Wow, exciting that's super exciting for you Yeah, it is. Well I've been speaking with Ann Wilson of the band Heart, she'll be performing solo shows at Seattle's Neptune Theatre October 13th, 16th and 17th. Thank you so much for your time today. Well thank you for having me, I've enjoyed it too That was Sound and Vision from KEXP in Seattle. And by the way, KEXP is having our fall fun drive this week. It is where we remind you that listener support makes up the majority of KEXP's operating budget. It isn't big corporations that kind of control what we can and can't do. No, it is you we try to do what is best for you, the listeners. Listeners like you make Sound and Vision possible. We have a lot of cool thank you gifts like a KEXP t-shirt and a KEXP beanie you can get for giving $10 a month. We have a lot of cool thank you gifts you can check out on our website at kexp.org sound. Please consider a financial gift to sound and vision, whatever amount you would like to do. But again, you can give at kexp.org slash sound. You can also help the show for free by telling a friend about it, sharing an episode that you loved with them, and subscribing to, rating and reviewing Sound and Vision. Thank you so much for listening, and thanks for your support.